1: What are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.
2: Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Mystery, with your hosts, Eric Shapiro, David North Martino, John Copenhaver, and Al Warren. 102.3
3: FM Los Angeles. 102.3 FM
0: Riverside
2: and 105.0 AM
0: Palm Springs. Welcome back into the house of mystery. I'm Al Warren, Mr. Joe Goldberg. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Al. Although I'm fighting
3: off, I think, my usual springtime cold slash sinus infection. So, if the listener hears me slobbing and snobbing and whatever, it's me trying to be healthy. <laughs> drinking 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 oops, yeah. liquids fluids yeah i'll tell you what kind but they're <laughs> they're there it's that it's allergy season cold season science and professional season so it's all whine about three things at once just make my life yeah. uh, much more efficient i yeah, get
0: it all out get it all out you yeah. know yeah. why not okay now today we are going back into the world of spies Sort of, you know, right. Cold War, all that sort of stuff. So joining us, we've got uh, an author who's uh, got the third book out now, Surviving Prague, and that's his third book in the Holloman series. Um, so, Paul Hollis, thank you for being here.
4: Thank you. Appreciate you having me, uh, Joe, uh, Joe and uh, Alan. <laughs> yeah, that's good. It's always Alan and Joe. Make sure you so. have the, yeah, the man first, and then there's little old no, me. No,
0: no, it's all good. So listen, um, so you, you're interesting. You've got the, you got quite the experience in these books. So now, and you put it to your own experience. So let's talk about you a little bit. So Paul, um, how did the, um, how did you get into this type of, uh, writing? Like what, what experience did you go through?
4: Well, um, I, I like to say that 80% of my stories are about 90% true. So that probably deserves a little background in itself. Um, I was actually born in Alabama, of all places. Um, and I, I actually um, brewed um, and sold moonshine with my father. And I, I grew up in Chicago, where I, I distilled LSD in the chemistry lab for the Cicero mob, actually, and uh, <laughs> also caught. Uh, yes, also came. Uh, I used my uh, <laughs> my my brewing skills from when I was five years old with my dad. So, but uh, anyway, and and. Uh, I also really came of age in California when I uh, hung out with uh, some musicians that you probably heard of—Santana and Garcia and Joplin and Grace Slick and many others. But that—that um, uh, that sort of—you uh, could probably guess from that—that I—I was actually uh, majoring in staying out of Vietnam in college. Um, that's, it's kind of kind of got to that. So um, I, I did I did attend Woodstock of all of all places. Um, there, there's an old saying. If you remember the '60s, you weren't there, um, of course. And and uh, but uh, there are certain things you don't forget. I I remember what '19 was like. I, I remember being hungry, buzzed, and pumped all at the uh, and adrenaline, all at the same time, and um, dirty and wet were were just Down. the same thing at that time. And uh, um, you know we shared what we had, and and that sort of thing, and. I re- I remember dancing uh, to the nonstop music, and uh, you know. So what I don't really remember is uh, another time like that.
0: Well, and and so so when you were doing all that, were you kind of aware of like what you're writing about? You know, the the Cold War and the tensions and all that. Was that something you were aware of at the time?
4: Not a clue. Um, I'll tell you. After I um, when I graduated, um, you know, my um, my dad was a. Uh, was a, a railroad detective and, and, uh, he said, well, I should, I should go to, uh, Quantico, you know, go to, to, um, uh, you know, FBI school and all that. And I thought, well, you know, I've, I've spent four years trying to stay out of Vietnam and carrying guns and stuff. So maybe that might, might not be the best choice. So, uh, uh, after a, a, about a year of, uh, working with a college degree in my hands, I, I, I joined the FBI, uh, the, um, uh, Peace Corps as a, uh, an alternative to war uh, well to be honest I, I thought working for a living was uh, kind of a poor career choice so I, I wanted to see the I want I wanted to see the world on somebody else's money that was my main goal in life because I just wanted to see the world and so I joined the Peace Corps and about 48 hours later I I was in a in my training process I I was in a, a place called Paintsville, Kentucky. Uh, It's just right off the Cumberland Gap and uh, probably a stone's throw from uh, the lost world of Virginia, really close down there. Uh, And about a month into this education, I I thought, geez, these guys really aren't kidding. So um, I I jumped at an unexpected opportunity to to visit Africa. Uh, And I thought maybe lions and tigers might be... uh, uh, preferable to the to the dinosaurs that lived just beyond beyond that uh, Cumberland Gap uh, kind of area, um, but uh, as it turned out, it wasn't much better. <laughs> so <laughs> what happened was um, about a week into this um, uh, in in East Africa, which is in a place called uh, Tanzania, which was a, a very new country at the time, um, and that actually where the Tanzania. Uh, uh, mineral gemstone comes from if you're familiar with that light blue stone but I didn't I didn't see any of those when I was there but um I I did uh dig a lot of latrines um I was uh probably standing in mud uh up to my knees with mud and some, some kind of animal dung maybe was, was mixed in it but uh completely immersed in my new position and um I um uh, I actually um I was um uh, thought, well, you know, I'm kind of lost and abandoned here on this rain-soaked crust of earth, and and I, I really couldn't tell if I was crying or if it was raining harder. So at that time, this guy uh, uh, came in with a, with a story for me, uh, and I don't know why he picked me this beyond beyond infathomable. I just it's kind of in the wrong place at the right time or the right place at the wrong time. I'm not sure which, but um, he turned out to be my... Future handler, uh, and he offered me unrestricted travel in Europe. Uh, and, uh, all I had to do is, is occasionally, uh, watch some people or learn some people or, or, or report on, uh, um, uh, places, uh, things that were happening in Europe and, and, um, these kind of things. And, and he didn't quite mention terrorists at this time, but, but he said, um, uh, you know, it's, it kind of sounded better than I, than I had at the time. And I, but but then I had three weeks of uh of uh training under a, a US Marine Corps instructor, which was uh if anybody if you related to the Marines, they are bad boys and they do not they do not have any sympathy or, or pity for anyone that they're that they're training. Um so so that so that got to the this got to the point where where I was um, uh, sort of my lesser known activities, I would say, is, is traveling in Europe in the early 1970s. And uh, and uh, let me talk a little bit about the terrorism that was going on at that time. Um, it, it was um, it was on the rise, and um, and I was assigned to learn as much as I could about it. As I said, and I, I l- was supposed to learn about specific people or places or plans uh that they had heard of or or that i could figure out um that was a sort of that would might that might bring terror to our shores here in the united states or otherwise go against our worldwide interest you know sort of thing so i collected information like i was supposed to and uh uh and i was supposed to turn it over to the professionals who uh would resolve the situation of whatever i gave them information on um, that being probably the CIA, but I couldn't tell for sure at that time. Um, and, um, that's how it was supposed to work. But when you're young and wild and untrained, really, and, and things, uh, things don't always go to, uh, according to plan, uh, things happen that you don't expect. And so that is, that's where these books start to come in. Um, in those, in those days with, um, with this, the the terrorists becoming, becoming changing their routine basically let me say that um the the, the um uh, the, the former act, acts of uh, violence were really kind of distinct and and uh, uh personal against a, a specific um target and uh, some definable enemy uh but in the in the early 70s the the terrorists uh, were beginning to change that um uh, strategy to to the more uh, let's say familiar senseless kind of chaos that we that we have uh, recognized today. The, the death of a political figure no longer seemed to to bother much of the, about these people and and and, and us in particular in, in the humanity. And I I was actually thinking, well, you know, go ahead and kill a few. Politicians are really a diamond dozen, and somebody else is going to replace them in a, in two seconds, anyways, right? So, so what these ter- what the terrorists did was they changed their targets to uh, the innocent becoming, you know, preferable to to those that that uh, um, that were just kind of specific, you know, for an ideology or something like a, like a politician. But um, but what they did was they changed it to to these bombs and, and plots that would just sort of kill indiscriminately across women and children and innocent people who were just trying to make their way through the world right so that was that was the kind of thing that was uh, was coming across so what happened then is, is that in in my memory I, I didn't have any idea of writing this down at the time but but I, I would sort of uh, would say right now describing my books uh, that they are sort of um I would say different is better than different. That would be my motto. Uh, sorry, different is better than better. Um, I can always get my words mixed up on that one. But an, an example of that is that, that the books aren't really about Jason Bourne and uh, Jack Ryan and maybe James Bond look-alikes. They're They're I'm not trying to rehash those books or, or the characters. Uh, mine is about a guy who is, um, uh, would run in every direction that he could, um, he was no hero, not clever, capable, not particularly talented, or certainly not tested. Um, so he was sort of like the opposite end of, of those uh, elusive characters that, that always got everything right and they could handle everything they could do in a in a battle sort of thing. So so I, I was just kind of the guy who was kind of uh, trying to make 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 it through alive um, without this uh, this terrorism bit killing me kind of thing, um, but. And being in the early 20s, you know, I I didn't really have a a sort of a fear that, that we kind of collect as we get older. Um, you know, knowing that, hey, I might be in, I might be over my head here. And it's like, no, I'm, I'm not going to live till I'm 30 anyway. So, so it was that kind of a sort of attitude kind of thing that I had grown up with through the whole, uh, you know, as you can see from my experiences through my whole life. And, and what you need, what you need to do is kind of, um, picture a guy in a red shirt. Maybe in uh, on a Star Trek adventure, uh, uh, and so the word that comes to mind is expendable. It's not. It's not like you are dependable in any in sort of any sort of way. But I'm sure that they thought if I killed myself or someone else killed me, no harm done. They would collect another guy or two or five or ten, and and go ahead and and put them into the same situation. So. That was the kind of environment that I was in uh, when the books.
0: Did you understand that? Did you understand that at the time? Did you realize that you were just kind of, uh, they didn't care? In a sense, they were just using you as long as you lived. They could, they could get what they needed from you. And then when you get killed, oh well, next. Like, did you understand that that was what was going on? Or is this something you see now if you look back?
4: Absolutely not. I didn't understand that at all. And if I had had, uh, you know, if I had known I was going to live this long, I would have probably said, "Gee, maybe I should take some more um, care with what I'm doing as a young as a young man." But no, I I didn't really think about it because what they what they said was, you know, basically, don't get mixed up in anything. Don't do the. Don't really do this. And and um, and, I, and I couldn't find the 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 right information sometimes. And it, you know, the main source in those days was the libraries. Or way before the internet and and uh, cell phones and everything. So, um, you know, I had to try to look at microfiche, old microfiche, and look at articles and newspapers and and you know, magazine kind of things, and to to find out information in that way. But but that only went so far, and then I had to figure out how to follow some of these people, you know, sort of thing, and and uh, not get caught following them, not get into too much trouble, you know, because uh, it turned out I the, the Marine Corps told me that uh, the Marines told me that uh, I'm not a very good shot with a gun, so I I did learn how to do that. But um, fortunately, I actually ran into a an MA6 uh, agent who was a young lady about my age at the time, and um, she became my protector through that most of that. And um, I would say the books are as much about her as they are about me. Um, you know, she was my protection. She had the, she always had a gun, always had a weapon of some sort and, and uh, was not afraid to use it kind of thing. But I I did not understand any of the situation I was in, which kind of brings out some of the, some of, I guess, some of the intricacies that I didn't understand that I wasn't supposed to go and sort of meet with people and, and, and certain people and that, that were not the uh, most trustworthy kind of people and that sort of thing. So I just went and did what I thought was best, and and uh, uh, fortunately I had a sort of a half a brain, not a probably a full brain, but kind of in that way. But but you know, got got through it a little bit. So um, so no, I didn't. I didn't didn't understand it.
0: What were you getting out of it? Like okay, so you're young and you're kind of wild and you kind of done different things that were kind of on the edge and traveling and you didn't really have any, you know, you're just wayward and having a time and stuff. So this, this happens and you start doing this. Um, so what did you feel you were getting or did you, did you care? Like what, what was going through your mind?
4: Yeah, I, I got to, you know, I, as I said, I wanted to see the world on somebody else's money and they, they said uh, they gave me a number that I had to memorize and, and kind of thing. But, um, I could go anywhere I wanted to in, in the free world. I, you know, I couldn't go to, to um, wasn't supposed to go to um, the Iron Curtain countries and things like that. Although you'll see in the third book that I, I did have to actually have to break into Czechoslovakia, so, but, but uh, I won't give away too much there. but um, but yeah, I, I got a free free ride anywhere I wanted to go in, in, uh, uh, in Western Europe. And, um, and, and I had to, to, I can go to any American express office when I needed money and I'd give them that number and they'd give me a, a bundle of of uh, of um pesetas or franks or you know marks or whatever wherever it was at the time so i was able to you know go where i wanted to see what i wanted to and and just uh be available for for their phone calls which sometimes emanated from me and sometimes from them if they actually knew where i was um so yeah and then, and i mean it wasn't it wasn't full time nonstop terrorism it was it was um maybe 3 to 6 months at a time uh, although it should have been a couple of weeks at a time according to them uh but i just kind of got mixed up into stuff and i i learned i learned a lot i mean i i was kind of i, I mean every day every day even to this day i, I try to learn something but but, but i learned how to, how to do makeup i learned how to grow a beard when there was no beard there and uh, learn how to change the color of my hair uh, uh, and and learn how to to um understand people uh un- understand what they were like and even from their shoes you know sort of thing what what kind of shoes they wore how they how they uh, how the shoes wore down you know sort of thing and where they knew were they leather were they plastic you know what they, those kinds of things um but but normally what what I found back in even back in the day is that People don't actually look at people, and and what happens then is is that you know the e. old Clark Kent thing is you you put a, you put glasses on and people don't see the same person you know and 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 um, you put a pebble in your shoe and now you're now you've got a little limp and you and you and uh, it's not the same person at all. It means they just don't see you you know sort of thing. And I, I was up I, I, to this day. I'm amazed that people just really don't. See the people around them, you know, sort of thing. So that was one thing I learned, and it and it really helped me a lot of times uh, when I got into trouble. Just to understand what was going through, kind of what was going through their heads at the time, the kind of thing. But um, you know, that that was it was um, uh, not as terrorizing in most situations as as uh, um, as I might. Have you think right now? Uh, I, I did. I did get a. Uh, uh, I have a two inch scar on my palm, of my hand, from uh, from a knife fight <laughs> in southern France. Um, so, um, and that that's actually in the first book. Um, and but uh, I did. That's seems to be the only um, scar that I that I uh, that I got in, in all those uh, interactions. Let's say in, in those days. So. Um, Got the crap beat out of me a few times, um, uh, that I'm not particularly proud of. One was by a woman, um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, well, she was a prostitute and she thought I was gonna take her money, but I wasn't interested in her money, I was interested in what else she had in her purse. But, uh, but anyways, don't come between a woman and her money, so um, uh, uh, that taught me a lesson as well. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, that it was just, um, a time to be a kid and to see the world and, and, um, you I mean, I, I guess it just got me started on, you know, I've probably lived overseas totally probably for 10 years at, you know, at least that much, uh, in, in not just Europe, but in lots of places, Sao Paulo, Brazil and, uh, Tokyo and, uh, Malaysia and, uh, Af- uh, and, um, South Africa and, and uh, in Camp Cape Town and um, uh, Anchorage, Alaska, you know, there's another world for you up there. So um, I just, you know, my my whole goal in life was to see the world, uh, broaden my perspective, understand, you know, kind of what's going on in the world just because it's a world, not because it has politics or culture or anything else in it, but, all that sort of thing kind of gravitated into the books, you know, sort of thing.
3: Well, Paul, when did you decide to put this down in the books? When did you start scribbling all the work, all
4: these stories down and turn them into? It's interesting. My my son, um, who uh, was a, I adopted him when he was fifty, so when I was fifty, he was he was just born. But uh, he was he we put him in gymnastics, kind of thing, to three years old to kind of burn off the energy, and it didn't actually work that way because he. Loved it and uh, stayed with gymnastics all the way through college, basically. But but when when he was in grammar school, um, he he had like four hours of training every night, and uh, and he loved it. But and and so but but the parents we just kind of dropped the kids off and went to the local pub, which is just down the street. And um, you know, people, I mean, they would ask me questions, and I would say this or that, you know, kind of thing, and and. It, one of um, one of the ladies, a a lady doctor, a good friend of mine, she says, "Why don't you write the, write this down as a book?" And I thought, "I don't know what you know. What am I? What am I going to do that?" And and she says, "Well, you're retired. What else you got to do?" So I thought, oh, "Okay, well, I give it a shot." And and um, the more I wrote down, the the easier I got, and. Um, uh, and, and it's, it was fun after a while. It was fun, you know, to, to retell a story that I hadn't really dwelled on for 45 years, you know, some 50 years, maybe something like that. And, uh, um, so yeah, I mean, that was, that was what it was in 2013. I, I think I published the first book and, um, uh, and, you know, kind of the rest is history there. It just, I, I try to, I try to, um, uh, sort of, show a story rather than telling it so much, you know, as much as I can. Um, I, I know a lot of, I read a lot of books where they just kind of tell the story. And, um, you know, so it's, it was important for me in writing the book to, to figure the first book to, to figure out what would, what would make this thing visual, you know, so to get people actually a- along with me for their, for this whole ride, you know, sort of thing. It, so, uh, you know, it kind of to me. It was kind of important to immerse the readers in, into uh, into each scene, and and, uh, and 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 I wanted the readers to experience what I experienced at the same time that I was experiencing it. For um, you know, feel the excitement, the the uh, the voices, hear the voices. You know, those those kinds of things. There, um, it's, and and I believe that I, you know, I I sort of kind of went to two. Two different aspects of the book to to uh, help me figure that out, and, and one was that uh, one thing I learned was that realistic dialogue is indispensable. Uh, when when and how people talk make those characters come to life. Uh, readers may uh, will always kind of I do this as well. I will we'll skip uh, some bit, bits of. Uh, description and scenery and maybe some of the story too but for some reason they're always gravitated to what characters say i mean that dialogue is is really uh uh you know how the way people actually speak is 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 really important and i i see a lot in it like everyone has perfect english when they're speaking but but that's not how we we interact with people i mean and it's not how we talk. Uh, they, you, you've got uh, contractions or the lack of contractions. You've got slang. You've got accents. You've got uh, hesitations. you got word uh, selections, uh, the physical actions while you're speaking, you know, sort of thing. And, and, uh, and each one of those combinations is unique and, and, uh, and, and specific to one character. If you can do that, then, then the character walks off the page and joins the, the reader for the ride through the story so um th- that that's the, the first thing that i learned and the second thing was was uh was actually location you know it, it had it it uh, in its own way has its has its own um experience and and has, a, has its own feel to to the to the visual kind of arena it's like it's like um you know would a uh Let's say would a would a, you know, a viewer watch a TV movie that that was set in Paris or London, for example, that maybe happened all exclusively indoors, right? So, to me, that I would say not so much for me, but but the if that is a is that what happens, then the the location becomes moot and it, and it becomes and you can take it all the way outside of the of the whole story because it could happen in, indoors anywhere in Los Angeles or. Chicago or wherever, and um, uh, so so it's important for the for me to to uh, to have understood what location means to uh, to the story as well. To me, it's um it's kind of its own character. Right? Location challenges characters. You know, we have you have different languages, and you have cultures, and you have wet different weathers. The weather pattern could be. Uh, a, a character in itself, you know, and people, uh, people around them, you know, all that sort of thing are, are all interacting with with what's going on and have an effect on what's what's going on. So, so uh, you can make a you can make um, unique characters out of those uh, critical roles in the story. I, I would say, you know, so if you've, you've got uh, um, well, let's say that you've got the old the three things where. You know, they say in a story, it's um, man versus man, man versus himself, and man versus nature. And, and we don't really, other than things like Jack London and To Build a Fire, we don't really get into man fighting a storm. It's it's like a byproduct of a of of what's going on in the real story. But but uh, I saw I see uh, location and what location brings with it being culture and weather and language and all that sort of thing is as being unique characters amongst themselves and and the, and and they challenge the the protagonist and and antagonists and all the other characters but it, it they're they're challenged by that and and uh but when they see that as a um sort of a uh another character then they have to deal with it at some at some level you have you have to deal with it so it, it's it's uh a different world than sort of living in America, you know, where everybody sort of speaks English. I mean, I don't quite understand everything that that uh, New Englanders say or or the that they say in the South, but but we do. We 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 know what what's going on, sort of thing. So that that's how I that's how I you know use that 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 um, the the feel of the of the the location or the environment. It's that you you want to be able to. Not just hear about it or or read about it, but but feel the they say the um, the fog in London, or the uh, taste of a French cuisine, you know, sort of things. Something something like that. So that's what you you want to to do, and, and that's what I've tried to do in the books.
3: Well, so when you're plotting out your books, do you start with the location put the characters in that location, or do you say I got uh, some characters, where would they best be drawn out their personalities and their Characteristics in what lo- what type of location?
4: Um, actually, um, I, I don't actually plot them out because they're they're already done deals, as it says. Uh, you know, I'm I know I know the old uh, dichotomy between uh, uh, planning and and being like a pantser right? So, uh, but but I don't I don't I didn't really have the chance to do that much in these books because th- the location was where where i was and so i sort of take the people through through those through the locations in that and 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 the the characters are already defined they're already there they're 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 with me so so all i was doing is really kind of doing like a a police report maybe you could look at it that way like after the fact here's what happened that sort of thing does that make sense yeah sure
0: what what do you hope people get out of this then? When when you're writing these, what are you what are you writing them for? Is just it just pure pure entertainment or?
4: Well, uh, yes and no. I, I would like people to enjoy the books, um, but what I would also like them to understand that there's a there's a huge big world out there uh, that that doesn't really involve uh, uh, terrorism, but it but it's a huge big world out there that we should get out and and uh, uh, visit, you know, see some of the different cultures around the world and, and, and understand that, um, uh, that people are, are the same no matter where you go. They have, we have the same, uh, um, biases and same political outlooks and religious, whatever the religion is, it's the same kind of outlooks. And, and we're just trying to make our way from day to day other than, you know, that the, the the filthy rich people, you know, the, the, but normal people are just kind of making their way from day to day, and and um, uh, don't really have a whole lot of animosity against uh, um, the other other cultures and things like that. Although they do as much as we do, I'm sure. Um, it, and um so, so I mean, just get out and and just kind of broaden your perspective uh to to see that and know that there's a huge big world out there that uh can teach us all a lot kind of thing so so that's really what I'd like to get out of the quotes
3: do well, you got more stories in you oh yeah,
4: yeah, i am i unfortunately, what I did was in the last chapter of the of the surviving prague i was i, I was sort of intending to sort of end it there because I thought maybe people were kind of getting tired of reading these, but, uh, I sort of wrote, talked myself and wrote myself into a, another book there for that. But, uh, I do, yeah, I do have many more stories and, um, and everything I've been telling you today, uh, has a story in itself as well, you know, so I don't know if I'm going to would do a, a prequel to, uh, uh, to this to talk more about, uh, um, Things like co- my college days, or or uh, more about the Peace Corps, or something of that sort. Um, but um, but definitely, if uh, there's a fourth book in there, and there's, there's probably a fifth or sixth as well. But but I, I hadn't really. I thought really maybe I'd go on to something else. But but this is pretty much fun. I mean, I, I like doing this, and and I like uh, I like sort of intrigue, and and uh, it's almost like a nonstop action. Uh, in, in the books, um, uh, not everyone gets killed uh, like like in some books. So uh, so it's just kind of like what what's what happened there and and, and uh, uh, the different interactions of, of tons of cultures and things like that. Yeah, I, I've got thousands of stories that just didn't go into those books. Uh, they just didn't, didn't fit in there in in one way or another just yet.
3: Well, Paul, you got a pretty impressive. Social media following, like on Twitter, is like a, almost a hundred thousand. How'd you do that? That's a that's a, that's a lot. I've been on Twitter for a while. I you know, I'm I a blink to your number. Where where do you get a hundred thousand followers? How did you market that way?
4: What I try to do it with all social media is not just kind of get followers, um, but but try to to make friends there and and and. Uh, to, to actually interact with people, that uh, to uh, you know when when somebody when a writer asks questions, you, you answer them. You know if, if you know the answers, you you you're, you should be happy to answer them. And and they they take thirty seconds to three minutes to five minutes to to answer. So it's not a not that big a deal. But uh, so what I and what I also do is I I make I made my followers and on Twitter especially feel like they were my equal, like, like, they're my friends, I, I, anybody that comes along, I retweet their stuff, I, I don't really, you know, if it's, if it's, um, non-political, and non-religious, and that sort of thing, if it has to do with books, I will retweet it for them, um, and so, and they, so they follow me, and, and I, you know, I get, I don't know, they just keep following, and I just keep, uh, thanking them, and, and, uh, going on. And, uh but, but like if you look at Facebook, I mean, I have probably 4,500 there, uh, followers and, and I'll bet you that I don't know and I have not heard from 4,000 of them ever in my life, you know, so I don't know why those people, uh, follow me. Uh, I mean, you would think that, you know, okay, you'd want to, you want to interact. I mean, I, I, I as a person want to interact. If you know, if I know somebody, I want to interact with them. I also want to. them up on the shelf and forget about them you know so um that's what i do i just kind of try to try to interact with people and and uh and and never you know never degrade anybody or anything like that you know because that's not healthy and or helpful so um you know i mean everybody has a great something great inside of them and they need to get it out there and i i want to know about it i just want to hear about it and it's all it's all kind of fun to me i just love to learn things you ever,
0: so do you ever worry about writing any of these stories something coming back at you or writing about someone that wants to uh, doesn't like you writing about them or did you stay away from that
4: i well first most of them if not all of them are dead by now um because there were you know every, like every alphabet kind of thing that that goes on with the uh, with our country, uh, run by kind of older people, you know, older white people with experience, let's say, um, and, um, so, so they're, they're all gone or retired or whatever, but, but I don't, in the book, I don't, second of all, I don't really say anything that would be considered top secret or, or, or secretive of, of any sort, it, it's kind of like a, a, a dumb, a dumb kid going through. Okay, well, I gotta, you know, trying to figure this out. So here's the best I can do with what I have, which is kind of nothing except for, um, except for the one um, MI6 agent. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I communicated with, um, with Fort Meade a lot. Um, I'm sure all those guys are, are long gone from there. Um, but I, I don't, yeah, I didn't really, and any names, I, I changed except for the for the factual parts like the the uh, when the prime Minister of Spain gets blown up he is a specific uh, person uh, uh, so so I mean he he's in, he's named in there and this stuff but but he's also been dead for 35 or 40 years so um, but so yeah I mean I, I don't really I don't really press anybody's buttons that way. Uh, let's say how do you choose which stories you're gonna write about just things that I remembered uh, kind of in a, kind of in a chronological sequence um, uh, you know the, the fir- my one of my first um, um, event- adventures over there I'd say was a, was a, something that happened in uh, uh, Amsterdam and uh, that's where I met the mi6 agent and I totally screwed that up for her um, the the assignment because the British were looking at the same thing I was looking at at the time but um but but after that then then the, the next thing the next big thing was uh there was a uh, a bombing at the uh British embassy in um, uh Paris um and there was a little girl killed there uh, so i uh uh and, and then so I was ass- actually a, assigned originally to to watched the the suspected guy uh that did that uh uh they, they killed a whole a, a bunch of people there anyway but uh but and so that took me to spain which is where the book starts and 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 then i, I went through went through that until that was resolved and then uh, on to uh london i was actually going for a, a little holiday to uh to london which is where uh the lady lived and uh and I got involved in uh, the IRA bombing at the time and uh, that took up the second story and and then um she was shortly after that she was uh uh transferred to the um the Czechoslovakian embassy at that time which is behind the air curtain, and curtain and uh she got into a little trouble there um and and I sort of had to break into Czechoslovakia to help her but but it turns out that of course, she helped me more, way more than, and, uh, she not, neither needed nor wanted my help at that time, but, but I, there I was, you know, so, um uh, so we made the best of that deal. And, uh, and so it's all, it was all like chronologically. Now, at the end of that, um, book there, uh, the, the, the U.S., um, my handler is, is looking for me because I don't, Actually, didn't actually follow the rules. I guess I never really have followed many rules. But, um, but yeah, it, it it all kind of goes chronologically, kind of thing. So, um, it, those are the big stories. That there are tons of little stories in there that don't really wouldn't really equate to a book kind of thing just yet. So that's why I'm. Sort of blogging, blogging about some of them as we go along uh, in this last uh, couple of months or so.
0: Right? How do people find you then? Like, what social media and where's your blog and website? Give out all your contact information.
4: The, the um, easiest way to find me is um, the Series dot com is my website, and it's got all the blog and and uh, uh, book information on there. Um, if you would like to join me on on Facebook, I would appreciate that. Uh, that that is. Uh, uh, just just paul hollis or uh, paul hollis author and or and i have a a, a private group actually just kind of request to get into that and it's all about writing and uh, and and uh, telling stories and that sort of thing so and, which are really good and people are very interested in that sort of thing and and of course on uh, twitter i'm uh hollow man series uh at hollow man series and you can find me there that's that's easy enough uh, my um email if you want to email me is uh is uh, paul at the hollow man and, and you're welcome to call me too if you'd like <laughs> that phone number oh, I've, I've, had the, I've had the same phone number since cell phones were invented <laughs> and i'll bet you every person in the world knows it <laughs> you
0: know? wow that's crazy but hey <laughs> yeah hey, it's, it's whatever you like it's all good now we're going to have all that up on the website of course and, uh, of course, your new book is, is Surviving Prague, and that's the uh, third book in the Holloman series. Um, so thank you for being here, Paul Hollis.
4: I, I appreciate it. Thank you. It's always fun that to, to, uh, to, to talk to you, Alan and, and Joe. It's always good.
2: You've been listening to the House of Mystery radio show. To find out more about our guests, hosts,